Hello everyone, Adam here from 3 Count Radio and today I have the smartiest wrestler until very recently actually, but we'll get to that, Katie Hawkins. How are we doing today? Hello, um, I'm doing pretty well, glad it's Friday um, <laughs> and happy to be talking to you today. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> How are we doing? How are we doing? And... What one quick question because I like I like seeing um for many wrestlers anywhere around the world. I like, I like seeing gym videos and mm-hmm. I'd like to think it motivates me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is it that motivates you to get yourself up and into the gym? Um what motivates me um honestly uh, I, I don't know if you can hear my cat in the background but she's decided to answer this question for me um she she is telling me that what motivates me is um honestly it's it's seeing results uh, not just seeing results but feeling results as well um i do think uh there is probably um a lot of pressure I reckon people put the pressure on themselves, but uh, I think there's a pressure in wrestling to either look a certain way or uh, be a certain way. You know, you have to be strong or you have to be small or you have to look and and, and be something specific. But I think recently uh, people are kind of, you know, everyone who looks different um, and who's shaped differently, there's, there's always a space for them in wrestling now. So when I go to the gym, it's not necessarily about the physical results, about how I'm changing, how I'm growing. It's definitely about how I feel. Um, I really do feel good after a workout, especially if it's been particularly difficult. Um, I've just started with a new coach as well, who, when I got my plan through, I looked at it and I had to put it down for a second and have a think. Um, and was like, I, I already knew she said, I'm never going to give anything I don't think you're capable of doing. And she's um, in the same, you know, she runs the gym that I go to. And I looked at it again. I was like, OK, if she believe, if my coach believes in me, I've got to believe in me to do this. So this is the first week that I've been on my new program. I've done three out of the four days so far. And even though I feel a bit sore afterwards, uh, quite sore, really, um, I feel really accomplished. That it's something that I would have never really pushed myself to do. Um, so I know that when I go into that gym, sometimes I may not be particularly feeling it, or I may have had a bit of a bad day at work. Wednesdays, for some reason, are really bad days for me. And Wednesday, I think, is my worst day on the training. <laughs> so I went in, I was like, I'll have a go. I'll see what happens. And it was it was awful, <laughs> but I loved it. I, I went home and I sat down and I thought, I've I've accomplished something that I don't think I would have been able to do beforehand. You know, someone's pushed me to do that. Um, and I'm starting to see those results, um, especially when I'm wrestling as well. Um, you know, I am getting a bit stronger, so I am able to pick up people that I may not have felt comfortable doing before. Um, I'm able to sort of hold myself a bit, you know, better because inside I feel good. So I want to, you know, exude that and and be that confident in the ring. I'm working on it. We're not quite there yet, but I'm I'm trying to hopefully build up that confidence in me in the gym to then put it out into the ring as well. I I really like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I I used to have I've had two in my in my time. I've had two PTs, so um, I know the feeling. I it they really do they do push you but they don't well the ones i've had anyway 
Um, <laughs> they don't push you too far. They push you just far enough, uh, but not past that point. And it's, it really is great just how far that like, they can be like they can make you realize like I, I can go I can go here I can go here I can go there's a little confidence up there that they that they provide isn't it yeah it's 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 really good knowing that um, so the co I've, I've chosen to do online coaching rather than uh, in person. Mm. Um, it's better um, financially for me personally. Um, and I'm also, again, because I go to the gym that, um, that she owns, I'm able to chat to her a bit about it. So it's, you know, a little bit offline as well. Um, but, you know, um, a, a lot of my um, workout is also based on how I personally feel that day. So, um based on RPE which is rate of perceived exertion I believe um, and the idea is is that whatever number it is between one and ten um, if it's a ten you can't possibly do any more like that is you are pushing yourself to your maximum effort but you're not giving yourself a prescribed weight so if I've had a particularly bad day I've not had great sleep I've not eaten very well my maximum effort is obviously going to be at a lower weight than what it would have been say the previous day or the previous week when I had better sleep I had eaten well and my body wasn't feeling sore um so it's it's all it's it's about your coach saying here's what you need to do but you've got to be honest with yourself as well um because if you're not honest with yourself about your workouts and how you are in the gym and you know how you feel afterwards or during it I think that you're not going to see any results or feel any results um I think just doing it by the numbers is you know, it's, it's okay. It obviously does get you somewhere um, and it can push you at times when you wouldn't want to be pushed. Um, but I think as well, it's all about definitely being, being honest to yourself. Um, I think I definitely do that in wrestling as well. There's so many things that I'm like, that'd be so wonderful to do, but I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't be confident doing it. That's much better suited for someone else to do. And I'll just stand back and say, that was, that was really brilliant. And I'm glad you can do that, but that's not for me. <laughs> I get that. I do get that. It's I love that outlook though. It's it's in here first before out there. And that does make a lot of sense. And depending on the day you've had, depends on how far you are going to push yourself. And sometimes you might surprise yourself. But yeah, like that's it's a really, really good outlook. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I found that in um in, in wrestling training as well. Um, I'll go to a session and it may be one of the sessions that, uh, that Lana does or the ones that one of Sam's uh, classes at, at Future Shock. Um, and I may not feel particularly uh, confident in myself, but I also know that e neither of those coaches are going to tell me to do something that they don't know either I can do or they don't have the confidence in me to be able to do. So being said, you know, being told, do it, just have a go just just anything it's the idea that they've already got that confidence in you that you can do it and then it kind of gets to you a bit more to say actually yeah yeah I can do that I'm gonna go for it and most of the time it goes wrong on the first attempt but that's fine but yeah. you know you go <laughs> you go back for a second attempt you keep going and I think um having someone else believe in you and and trust in you um really helps um so it's uh, I, I, I like the cooperation that comes with 
having a coach there or having a trainer. Um, and I think that's it's it's kind of definitely what keeps me motivated. It's great. It's really great. The last uh, the last the last PT I had, um, I used to because I live in Wigan, so I, I used to get the train to Farnworth and go to go see her there. So a friend of mine who you might know yourself actually, um, a friend of mine would pay for the most part because he knew I was traveling to go. So it's kind right. of a work between us, which I yeah. madly appreciated. <laughs> yeah, he's, of course you would. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a hero. I hate myself for saying that. He's going to see it. He's going to see it. He's going to know I've complimented him. <laughs> but he's, he's great. He is. Um, but he's, we, it, it, that was great as well because it would be me, him, and the PT, so it'd be three of us. And that belief was amazing. And we also had that little competitive edge. It was like, if oh, he could certainly. do it, I'm doing it. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was that competitive edge and it's fantastic. But having someone behind you, like, like, you can do it, go on, you can do it. And like we'd do bench and they'd go on bench like that and she'd have her arms there and she wouldn't even have she wouldn't have hold of it at all and you you think she does and you've done it but all she does is had a hands there oh yeah fact, and would you and would you have ever attempted that that particular way or those amount of reps if she wasn't there exactly exactly it gives you that confidence that self-belief but i know i wouldn't have i mean I, i'm a bit of a uh Depends what I'm doing. It does depend what I'm doing, to be honest. Um, but I'd like to play it safe when I'm in the gym. That I don't want to push when I'm on my own in the gym. I don't want to push myself too far. Right. And at the same time, if it's legs, I'm happy. That's my safe place. That's my. Oh, controversial. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm that one percent. I'm that idiot who likes leg day. <laughs> Mostly down to. Just look at my knee when I was 18. So when you rehab your knee, you can just doing it over and over again. It's either you just learn to love it or you just hate doing it. <laughs> I'm glad Thanks you learned to love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to. <laughs> very true. Yes, very true. Uh, yeah, it's, that's a great motivation, though, because it's, it, it's about your own emotions, your own happiness and your own self-belief. And that's something that in my eyes comes first before you even open the door to step foot in the gym. It's your yeah. own self-belief. And gym improves that a lot. It really does help that. And it's a shame that there is a culture out there on Instagram and TikTok that ridicule people who are let about out of shape in the gym or might be doing something wrong and it's it's a shame that there is a culture out there that people do, who do that but yeah like, you know like put you off going 
I think it's it's definitely important to remember that everyone's a beginner at some point. I, oh, I cool. know that I was very intimidated the first time I ever stepped into the, the free weights area in a gym. Um, and I did, I think I did have someone show me around. Um, it was a commercial gym that I'd been to. Someone did show me around and said, oh, don't worry. You know, it may seem big and scary in here. And, you know, but honestly, it, it's absolutely fine. And I'll be honest, I didn't go in very often. It wasn't really until um, I moved up to Manchester and uh, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, he he took me to his gym, which was a very sort of, um, I think it was sort of a private gym. And he was showing me, you know, how to do bits and pieces, like actually using free weights properly with like, you know, squatting, deadlifts and and everything. I was, I could barely move the next day because this is the first time that I'd probably, yeah. uh, you know, picked up a single, like a, just a barbell on my back or just picked up, a, you know, the, the lightest deadlift ever. Um, but it just having I think having someone there to show you the ropes is really good because it can be so intimidating yeah. um there are some places that that make it a lot more accessible um I think private gyms are if you find a good gym it's an absolute godsend because you you, you get either you get it's a good atmosphere um it's good equipment um you get advice um that's really beneficial to you um and you get to know people and you know you start to make friends there as well I, I remember I used to go to the I used to go to my local pure gym um about five in the morning um when I used to work in an office so I was commuting and it um there was it was always the same lot of people that were there at five in the morning it was it was always the same lot we had sort of nicknames for them um you know one of them um was bandana guy because he always used to wear a bandana and then one of them was um 80s guy because he always used to wear um like bright vibrant shorts that you'd you you feel like you'd only ever see in in the 80s and he always used to carry a yoga ball around as well but you know it, it was just um it was you'd always but no one would talk to each other because you know no one really wants to talk at five o'clock in the morning, even though you're only there oh. for the gym, you mm. don't want to talk. Um, but it's it's night, but even then it can be a little bit intimidating. You've got someone watching behind you, waiting for you to finish something, yeah. or you don't want to do anything that's out of your comfort zone because you don't want someone to sort of look over and be like, oh, what's that person doing? You know, you don't want to be someone's funny story. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I think finding finding a good gym going with people if you don't if you're not comfortable someone who knows what they're doing um it's there's there's a lot that can make it accessible and give you that confidence and again it's the whole idea of having someone believe in you you know yeah. you you know to help you so all definitely rambled on a lot that i do apologize <laughs> oh, no. don't worry don't worry at all That's, <laughs> I, i'm very happy with that that's not a problem with me <laughs> That, that always always makes me happy when you've got because I remember I had Simon here on he said I think I've spoken about 10 minutes there without fail I was like I'm happy with that <laughs> don't just worry about it. I'll sit back <laughs> I've got competition <laughs> <laughs> not a problem at all I, I, on a podcast I'm very happy with that and the listeners will be too ah oh, <laughs> hope so <laughs> but then it's it's about building yourself up physically literally and well emotionally however you want but i would much rather build build somebody else up than knock them down when it comes to the gym because whether you're like on the schwarzenegger or you're there for the first time and you're out of shape out of shape if you're out of shape you're in the right place you've made 
first of all, you've made the best decision and the hardest decision in joining the gym and going in to begin with. But so that that's amazing. So you're there. So why bring someone down? They're there. And in time, they will look amazing. They'll smash it. But in my eyes, that's why like you touched on touched on something there. That's why, in my eyes, getting a PT, uh, yeah, financially, bit steep most of the time. Can be, yeah. Mm. But that's why getting a PT is so, it, potentially, it's so vital if you don't have a friend to introduce you because they show you how to do everything, the form, how to do things, and that is a vital in the gym <laughs> absolutely but, yeah. yeah I used to um before I even got to I think sort of in between before I started really focusing on strength-based things I used to run quite a lot I've done one half marathon I've got that to my name and I did it in under two hours and I think I finished it and I told myself I'm never going to do another one and then I started running again during lockdown because there's no gyms we had no gym equipment at home I thought I'm going to start running again this is going to be wonderful and this was after probably about a year and a half, two years of not really doing much running and, and just going to the gym. And I think I've managed about six weeks of running quite consistently. And then I and then I think gyms reopened again, started going back. And I was like, I'm never going back to running. It was not for me. Um, don't get me wrong. I miss I miss the runner's high. The runner's high is so real. Um, it exists. It's uh, you've got to find it and search for it. But it's there. Um, I haven't found just, it yet. <laughs> <laughs> just keep trying, it'll be there. <laughs> um, it, it, it does exist. It's it's really fun. I've got friends who are still sort of runners and, um, you know, I'm, I'm very, I've just met, recently met up um, with a friend who, who still runs and she was saying, you know, you can't compare yourself all the time to other people. You, you can compare yourself to yourself because yes, you may not be as fast as you were two years ago. You you may not have been as fast as you were two weeks ago, but this is also, um, this is how, you know, every every step that you take when you run, every weight that you pick up when you're in the gym, it's an accomplishment in the sense that you've gone there to, to do something, whether it's to better yourself in terms of wanting to, if you want to lose weight, you go to lose weight, you want to get bigger, you want to get bigger, you go there to get bigger, um, you want to, um, you know, it's just all those um you're making a step you're making a change you're making a decision to do it and if it's there to better yourself and as well mentally as well it's, it's such a um running is great for um if you're really angry you just like it's not good for your knees but just run just you know just slapping your feet as hard as you can on the floor it feels great for like a few steps and then you're just like oh I'm 30 now I can't do that <laughs> um but yeah, it's those, um, it's, it's, you know, it's the endorphins and, and everything. And yeah, you'll have bad running days. You'll have bad gym sessions. Um, I, I know I'm rambling again, but I, 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 I always like to bring up this whenever, um, during lockdown, uh, me and my husband started walking a lot, uh, trying to do the whole 10,000 steps a day and discovering just, you know, the parks and stuff that we had near where we lived that we never really looked at when we were driving everywhere and working all the time. Um, you know in an office um and it's great you know we've got great we've got a couple of great parks near us I get to see dogs all the time you know you can't it can't go wrong um and we always say if we're feeling if, if we always go out for at least one walk a day even now like 
you know, whilst everything's still open. And the reason is, is because most of the time when you walk out that door, you go for a walk, you get some fresh air, you've got an audio book, you've got some music, you've got a podcast, whatever it is, you've got it in your head and you're just sort of getting out, big breaths, and then you come back and you feel better. Um, even if it's absolutely tipping it down outside, if it's snowing, if it's frosty, if it's cold, if it's too hot, you feel better usually because you've gone out and you've just done something to get the blood flowing and actually got some fresh air. Um, and even if you come back and it was raining and it was too hot, you never feel worse for going out for a walk. You always feel at least the same or better. But if you feel the same, at least you've actually gone and physically done something. You've actually got up off the sofa. You've got up to try and get out of your bad mood or whatever it is you're feeling. Um, and it's just that sort of little bit of, you know, that, that pride in yourself that you've gone to do something and, you know, just little everyday things that you can do to make yourself try and feel a bit better physically and mentally and, you know, socially as well. Walking's great for talking to people as well. Just like grabbing, right, we're going up this hill and I'm going to, you're going to tell me your problems, you know. <laughs> yeah. Walking's wow. great if you can't run. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was that, wow. <laughs> That was incredible. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think we've peaked already. That, that oh, don't apologise. No, that was. Couldn't I put that? Wow, that was. That, couldn't I put that better? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> like, you're absolutely right. I went for a walk earlier, and yeah. it was great. It was weird. Because yeah. it, the wind was freezing, but the sun was <laughs> roasting. So I was dripping in sweat, but the wind was like piercing me. So I, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. I had this coat on, I had this on, so I was quite wrapped up as well. But I couldn't wrap, I couldn't take my coat off to wrap it around my waist because the headphones I have are crap. And <laughs> well, just it's just gonna be white noise if it if you got the through my but it was weird. Yeah. Oh, listen, <laughs> I you know as much as I do love going for a walk, there's nothing worse than going for a walk and you've got your headphones on because I usually have wireless headphones. Um, mm. walking out the door, you know, I'm really getting into this. This is fine, and then they die. There, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's it's one of the most devastating feelings. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've got a I've got to think. I've got to listen to my own thoughts now. Ugh. Worst, isn't it? It's the it's the worst. It's the worst. Uh, uh, the ones I have, right? If you're in the pocket, if you turn like that, oh, that's it. Just that white noise. Or you just stop. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? So if they're in my pocket from my jog from my jacket, it's fine. But my joggers, no, because they go back and forth from my legs, and it was like. Oh, and if you're trying to listen to again audiobook or podcast, it's no good hearing every other word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here we, uh, yeah, there will be. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a perfect, perfect segue into my next question, actually. Yeah. Yes, I got a segue. <laughs> And you ruined it. <laughs> what song really pumps you up? What is that song that when you get in the gym, you've gone to the locker room, 
All right, everything's sorted. You walk in. What's the song? So I, at the moment, I've actually not been listening to music while I'm at the gym. Um, again, the pri- it's a private gym, so it's a lot more social. Um, but when I do have music on, um, I, I tend to, li- at the moment, I listen to a lot of um, Ghost. Um, so they are, I actually wrote this down and then I left my piece of paper way out of reach so I cannot I had to ask, ask my husband for, for information on this I'm just like how would you describe Ghost because he's a very musical person and I'm not as you can tell um, <laughs> very much uh, pop metal I think is the best way to describe it um, they are uh, it's rock music um, if you look up the band Ghost and you look at the the front man um, you, you 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 almost want to think you know what they sound like but you don't. Um, but they've also, their, their music and sound has changed over the years. So whenever they've released a new album, there's always been something that's quite different, but it's almost, uh, so they're Swedish as well. Um, and their new album that they've released has quite a lot of influences of ABBA. Uh, but at the same time, they're, um, very much sounding like Blue Oyster Cult and Merciful Fate, which is which are two very weird things that you're trying to combine. It's a kind of... Um, pop metal is probably the best way to describe it and I'm actually going to a, um, their gig tomorrow and I'm very much looking forward to it um, but because they have these big almost I think it is orchestral you know they even got a saxophone in there in the last album it was brilliant mm. um, I love um, it, it was completely out of the blue they usually have like instrumental sound like the occasional instrumental track in their albums and I was listening to the one from the last album and I was like oh, this is pretty good and I was like hold on a second is that a saxophone solo I hear it was brilliant <laughs> it was brilliant and it's it's just something that's pacey and poppy and happy and um and um and you know they're called ghost and a lot of the songs are very much um revolving around the occult um so you think it's going to be a really super happy song but you listen to the lyrics i'm just like are they are they talking about the devil here it's like, uh-huh. like yeah yeah yes they are <laughs> um, so those are the kind of songs i quite like songs that you know sound really you know poppy uh I use the word poppy a lot i do love pop music um you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, my playlist that I have in the car is pretty much filled with a lot of Taylor Swift. It's got a lot of, um, I don't think it's, oh, it's got Britney. Of course it's got Britney. Of course it's um, got Britney. Of course it has. It's got Bewitched. It had, um, it's got Disney, a fair amount of, you know, all the really good sing-along Disney's from like the Renaissance era back in, you know, in the 90s and noughties. It's, it's, um, it's, I, I like to think it's nice to to be driven in my car and listening to my absolutely insane playlist that will go to very different places. Um, well, it's your car, so. Exactly. Um, also, is it driver picks the tunes and the shotgun shuts his cake hole? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, in I, I do like to listen to quite a lot of Ghost um, just because it, it it does have that really kind of it gets you going because it's got a nice beat behind it and it, it keeps you motivated by being happy. Happy music for me is a must in the gym. Can't listen to any of this sad, um, you know, sad song nonsense. Not for me. 
I want yeah, something with no, guitars. I, I want big drums. I want my mom's big, very strange. Big choruses. <laughs> I, I used to go to the gym with my mom. Used to like, do some exercise for this. Used to go exercise for this with my mom. And she'd just listen to whatever, any song, don't matter. I'd be like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> the, there's a limit to how slow a song can be when it's in the gym. And I don't necessarily have a gym playlist. I just go off my playlist, which is over a thousand strong. So it could wow. be anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just hear a song and put it on. That's it. I don't really think. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so a thousand strong, you can imagine that, how that varies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean with that one. Um, yeah. But yeah, it... Um, yeah, I, it has to be like a certain level of pump for the gym, like level of speed or heavy or happy or something. But um, have you ever, I thinking of like alternative metal, pop metal sort of thing, have you ever heard of a band called Dream State? No, I can't recall. Or is it what is it one I should listen to? Oh, <laughs> and. I will tell you now, I was this close to crying. Oh, wow. Because they have very, very recently split up. Oh. And I, it hit me. I've been watching them oh. three times. And each, t- each time, well, she didn't remember them the first time because I'd be worried if she did. But the second and third time, she remembered me straight up. The third time, she picked me out of a crowd. No way. Can you imagine That's how many amazing. people she's seen? How many tours they've been on? And she, she, she and was just like, a big crowd of people. And she like, you. Recognised you? And I just walked <laughs> over to her. absolutely incredible. Mad. Like, like, I walked over to her, hugged her, and she was on her phone, but she was smashed to bits. Her agent <laughs> had rung her. And I mean her agent, I mean like mentors, like all down the phone call list and she's just uh, like just spending time with the fans and i'm stood there arm <laughs> round and looking at her phone like that i see she's oh my best God. mate and like <laughs> i in my head like i'm just in my head i'm, I'm like with my mate and then it kind of just clicked i was like this is the lead singer of my favorite band I'm like what is what hey. <laughs> how how is all of the events that have led up to this moment how has it happened Exactly. Everything's she aligned. Was, she's one of the truly one of the most wonderful people I've ever seen in music or anywhere, anything, anywhere. But she was also very troubled, and you could she it was channeled into a music. It's no, no secret. Very, very troubled. So, um, pandemic happened, and I, all I was thinking is that they've gone quiet. For a very long time. Oh, it's like no. you could tell something was brewing. You could tell they released a song called Monsters and then nothing. But and then they kind of released a statement. It was like, yeah. It, you saw it coming, but at the same time, like they I have uh, oh I can get the I will Kind of get it, but it won't. Ooh. Will it focus? Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. 
That's so cool. The um, second time round at the Deaf Institute in Manchester, um, she was upstairs getting food and drink and all that. And my mum saw her because I'd gone to the toilet at the time. Um, I was like, my mum was like, please, wait here. <laughs> so I went back up and she went, oh, I remember you from the Star and Garter. You know, no the, pub, the, the pub right next to, yeah. you know, there. So every time, any time I'm ever near that, I just look at it and it's like, like that is, that, that's know. the pub that started it all. So for me, that is everything. And yeah. she said to me, because um, Hand in Hand is my favourite song of those. One, because it's a banger. And two, because <laughs> she looked at me and said, it all starts with you. You remember that? It all starts with you. Oh. So that's why it's there. And it, the, that's the lyric in that song. I was like, I, she, they were... Music does take you to like another place, doesn't it? It really does, especially when you've got, you, you've got an actual personal connection. Yeah. Um, because you know it's it's so nice when someone makes that has has made an effort to recognize you and, and point out to say oh I, I know I know who you are and I remember you um it, it does make you feel valued as a fan as well as you know as, as a person as well it does make you feel good that yeah I've put my time into listening to this and I've spent my money come to this and I've supported and, you, and you support them and it's not obviously nothing to expect um but it is just nice especially if you're as big as a fan as obviously as you are of, of this band so um my um Again, I'll refer to him as his, as his real name, James, my husband, um, is, again, he's a massive, massive music fan. Um, and last, oh my gosh, was it last year? It might have been 2020, actually. Um, Neil Peart died, who was the drummer from Rush, um, who was yeah. a prog, uh, very, very progressive um, uh, music. And I'd never really listened to them before. He'd mentioned them before. And um, he went on a massive spree for about two months of just listening to Rush. And he was like, you need to listen to this album. Listen to this album. This is so great, Kate. You need to listen to this. Um, and I'm very sort of, when it comes to music, I'm very, yeah, sure, whatever. So very passively, just like, yeah, I'll listen to this. I'll listen to this. And it is absolutely incredible. And you listen to some of the music they put out and you can't believe that it's three people playing this music. That's It's just in, insane. And um and there's a gig in September where um, another band is sort of doing a tribute cover of, of Rush, of, of one of their albums. Um, and ambitious. Uh, I, very ambitious, app, very, very <laughs> ambitious. Um, and James said, oh, do you want to go? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. One, because I know how much Rush means to him um, and be able to hit it. This is the closest he's ever going to be able to get to hearing Rush live. Um, you know, anyone really is anymore. Um, so I was like, actually, this is going to be a really good, this is, it's going to be such a good experience for him. And I'd like to be there because he goes to a lot of gigs on his own because he has a very, very extreme um, uh, taste in music, uh, a lot of extreme metal, a lot of doom. Um, so it's not everyone's cup of tea. It's not always my cup of tea. Um, so he'll say, oh, uh, the Black Dahlia Murder are doing a, um, a gig in Manchester. Would you like to come? I'm just there. Thank you for the offer. But no, thank you. <laughs> you know? Sounds like my and brother. I... My brother's <laughs> got a very, 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 very heavy taste in music. He likes uh, Master Dumb, Sugar, Sugar especially, like heavy, yeah. the heavier side to Master Dumb. But 
yeah, like quite the heavier stuff. I used to when I was younger. I've kind of gone softer with music <laughs> when I've gotten older. Oh yeah. no, I think I've I think I've always been a bit of a pop princess through and through. I think when I, uh, you know, I had my emo stage back in yeah. uh, when I was, I was 16, uh, 16 to eighteen. I had an eyebrow piercing for a while. You can't see it on Ooh. camera, but I do have a scar. Um, I had my lip pierced as well for about two days. Uh, did not like that. Um, but, um, you know, during my emo stage, I was very into sort of like the, the classic sort of emo um, sort of bands, you know, My Chemical Romance, Panic at the Disco. Um, not really ever a huge fan of Fallout Boy. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't think I ever really twi- like, you know, connected with them as much. I think it's a little bit more indie. Um, Fallout Boy, back in the, back when they were Fallout Boy, originally were gold apps phenomenal amazing and then it's yeah. kind of changed into like weird sort of since the imagine dragon sort of thing it was like oh now you've gone crap oh i tell you what i um i wouldn't say crap um <laughs> again this is again it's something i've learned from um from, from from being married to someone who loves extreme metal is that I have very much learned to listen to music and be able to appreciate why someone would like it, whilst in my oh, yeah. head thinking this is some of the most horrendous music I've ever heard. Um, but yeah. it's it's I tell you what, it's always worth I, it's always worth I think having a listen to um, something that someone recommends, especially if they if you have like a mutual band that you really like and say, oh okay, how about you try this and how about you try that, um, and it's it's. Um, it's amazing the stuff you'll find sometimes. Um, I I'd very much rely on other people giving me recommendations for music and my Spotify telling me, hey, you might like this. I'm like, sure, I'll give it a listen. Why not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, when you go on Spotify and it's got like the header at the top and it's always some random, just fallout artist that, that you, you'd have never seen otherwise. Yeah. And I had a look at one today and I was like, Spot playlist, playlist, play these. I was like, <laughs> right down my alley. I've got a one of my friends, one of my friends, my best friend streams live stream oh. on Twitch, and one of his fans is from America. So, um, she was listening to a song, and I was ill at this point in bed, like, that uh, out of it. And she sent me a message, like, um. I heard this and thought you'd like it because my friend takes some requests and I always request songs. So she's kind of gotten a little bit of a vibe of what I listen to. Um, and she sent it me. I was like, okay, this like who, like what? This is literally me incarnate. <laughs> In terms of my uh. music taste, like it was just me. And they, I was like, wow, yes. I'd have never, I have no idea, no idea who they are or what. And then I had to listen to the album, and each song is it's like it goes from ABBA to something heavy to Queen <laughs> to like, you know, like styles. Yeah, it's very different each each song. I was like, that's weird, but like mad. It's, yeah, that's it great. Works. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, since you yeah. mentioned Dream State, I was um, I sort of just quickly 
So <laughs> pop them on. Uh, I'd had a look on it on um, on Spotify, and I'm like, oh, I'll give um, oh, you know, I'll give them a listen. It's the fact that the fact that they're someone's favorite band, you know, makes me think that there must be something, you know, there's there's always something that someone really enjoys about them. So it's always worth giving it a bit of a listen, even if I don't like it. At least I can say, well, I tried. Um, yeah, I think it's always a bit of a good outlook. Um, if we're going on, if we're going for, for recommendations, if anyone listens and is very interested, I have a bit of a, um, I, I don't like the term guilty pleasure because I absolutely love it. I just don't talk about it very often. Um, instrumental music. Um, so I have a playlist specifically just for instrumental music and there is a um, a band, I suppose it's a band or sort of a, um, a group, um, they're called Two Steps From Hell, um, which sounds really odd, um, but they release albums um, and they always have like some sort of core theme, um, but it's, uh, so they also do music for video game trailers, movies, um, but the music that they actually put out on the albums is all individual pieces, like original pieces for that specific album. And um, some of their longer songs are so beautiful and so, and they're also actually very good for the gym. Um, and I like listening to the beginning. So they've got like some that are like nine, 11 minutes long. You listen to the first minute of it and it's got like a melody to it. It's got some sort of um, repeated kind of part that just develops and develops and develops um and it's got the whole orchestra behind it sometimes got like um it's sometimes got lyrics too as well but it's the kind of like um like almost an operatic chorus so you can't really hear it it's almost like part of the music it's almost background and and that is wonderful walking music because you can almost see in your head the kind of theme the the story that they're almost trying to tell with this music and I think some of it is absolutely beautiful. Some of it is absolutely inspiring. Um, and some of some of it I I listen to, and I've almost got like a little movie in my head that I've put to this music and completely made up, just because I can see it. And I'm just like, oh, this this part, you know, this is where something this specific thing happens. And um, it 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 does. It's a very it's a very um, I don't know. You sort of you sort of get very attached to it because there's so much going on and you can put so much of yourself into it because you can put your own stories and your own movies essentially to it. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, anyone looking for instrumental music, I'd recommend that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's not something I would um, seek out, but I do like instrumental music. Um, if I'm not mistaken, have you ever heard of Ratata? Ratata. Uh, this is there's they've got a specific instrumental song going. If I'm not mistaken, I really might be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's called Loud Pipes by Ratata, and that's an instrumental song, and it's just it, it's so just nice, like calming just it's just and I, I you know when you're doing something it's nice to have on just in the background when you're doing something it's just really it takes you away like it's almost organized white noise <laughs> it's beautiful i love it i absolutely love it like my brother is massive into music massive massive i i, I love love music my brother has, he has a, a a passion for it 
and I love it because like, uh, a lot of the a lot of music I've gotten from him, but I think a lot of the passion I've gotten from him as well. And what you said earlier about listening to a um, to a song and not, even if you don't like it, appreciating it. Mm. And I think that is so key and so important because it's so easy for someone to just dismiss it and just because they don't like it. But I mean, one one person who this ha- this happens to her quite a lot. But she's also got billions of people listening to her. So, um, is Billie Eilish, and you oh, won't okay. see because you can't see it. But I have another <laughs> of hers up there. Um, I'm going watching her in a few months. Um, nice. One of my favorite artists in the world today. I I just I love Billie Eilish. I think she's a genius. Mm-hmm. But because of her style. The way she sings, some people say she just mumbles, she just does this, she just, uh, I don't care. Because the music she makes and what she puts into it and the fact that, I don't know if you've heard the story, but the fact that she she heard, she was in Australia and uh, they were at the red light, uh, red, not the lights, traffic lights, there you go, traffic lights. <laughs> <laughs> and um they make a weird noise when it goes and I think it's bad guy so they recorded that and what people believe are hi-hats in bad guy are them oh wow that's genius that is incredible and so that but that's she gets dismissed. I've had a lot. I've seen a lot. So many people dismiss her just because I was crap. No, I don't like it. No, mm. they don't realize the the pure genius that goes into the music that she makes. It's fantastic, absolutely fantastic stuff. Yeah, I think there's a lot of music. Um, I think music is a lot more, or maybe being able to make music can be a bit more accessible these days. So people mm. may not appreciate the 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 actual effort that does go into making good music. Um, say for yeah. example, um, Pink Floyd, um, Dark Side of the Moon. Um, I want to mm-hmm. say the song is Time, but I will be corrected if I'm wrong, and it's most likely. Um, but they have a load of alarm clocks going off at the beginning um, of the song. And that isn't just a load of soundtracks of song of um um we'd be able to do it nowadays. You'd be able to just get a load of samples of a load of alarm clocks or a load of different clocks going off and just put it all together. And they'd have to set they had to set it up. They had to get it going. They had to get these physical clocks in the studio to to set it up. Again, I may be entirely wrong. Um, as far as I'm aware, that's the story I know. Um, someone could totally fact fact check me on that. Um, but it is. <laughs> challenging <laughs> um but it's it's those um I think people just tend to dismiss um a lot of things um I think also music tends to come and go a lot quicker so people want something that they can get an immediate gratification out of and I'm definitely guilty of that if I'm not interested in a song in the first sort of five seconds or interested in something in the first five seconds or whatever it's um I tend to sort of not phase it out but it's usually next one next song let's see what's going let's have something familiar let's have something I like already um I think I tried listening to Billie Eilish and I think if I actually gave her a proper listen to I would probably enjoy it um but I I, I'll I'll honestly admit that I've probably not given her the the attention that her music is probably due because there's definitely music out there that you need to 
sit and listen to rather than just have on in the background um so I think that's why a lot of my music is either based on nostalgia or based on um either stuff I've listened to in the car say if James has been driving and you know he's picking the tunes this time um you know there's there's a lot to be said about actually sitting down and taking your time with music these days and consuming it as its own media rather than having it on as background I don't agree more I don't agree more I, I, I do I do think Billie Eilish is an acquired taste um she's changed over time as well as she's grown I think one of the things about her is that she started when she was about 13 14 and the music she was creating at that time is like, what I, I was playing in the mode at that age like there's yeah. a, a hill over there so <laughs> Debbie's drop I was sliding down that Oh, I mean, the the amount of, um, I think I, when I was 13, I either, I couldn't remember whether I wanted to be a journalist or a teacher. Um, and I also wanted to be a writer. So the creative writing that I churned out when I was 13 um, would have, you know, that's, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Masterpiece. It's all, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> So oh, again, for, for someone who said I, I don't really do much music, uh, I have a lot to say about music, apparently. Yes, very much so. But I, <laughs> I, I, I could talk about music all day long. All day long, I just saying. It's just such a great talk, <laughs> great conversation. Well, one thing I have found is that you talk, you talk passionately about things you're passionate about. You, uh, you really do talk very passionately, and I love that. Oh, thank you. I've got a. I've just got a lot to say. I think <laughs> I've just got a lot of feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think, um, I could split. I was thinking in my head when we were talking, I could split this into two parts. I think because. I haven't gotten on to the wrestling yet. I barely, I know, right? I briefly talked about that at the gym, but... <laughs> I, I, honestly, it doesn't even matter. I, that was a great conversation. <laughs> like, honestly, oh. I, I, could talk, I could talk... I could, I could talk gym all day. I could talk wrestling all day. I could talk music all day. I, if you to come up to me and ask oh John what do I talk about I think the only other thing outside of that is football and <laughs> there you go I, I think the only thing outside of those three things is football unfortunately I have uh, no knowledge <laughs> um, no no knowledge absorbed by osmosis by by anyone else I could not tell you um, anything about football I think I know the offside rule but I think I only knew, I only I only taught myself that to be like, hey, I know the offside rule, but I know nothing else about football. Um, but unfortunately, but I... <laughs> unfortunately, the majority of the officials at the moment don't know the the offside rule. So I don't. I honestly, people who watch it week in and week out, most likely don't know it themselves because the officials don't. <laughs> there you go. Moving the goalposts. There you go. Thank <laughs> you much. Yeah, that, it's truly, yeah. I don't know who is benefiting, but yeah. 